The Leap Foundation proudly presents the Meet the Mentor podcast with Dr. Bill Dorfman. Dr. Bill is a TV host, New York Times bestselling author, two-time Guinness World Book record holder, fitness guru, celebrity cosmetic dentist, and philanthropist who founded the Leap Foundation. Here's Dr. Bill. Hey, Dr. Bill here. Um, Okay, I am fully recovered from COVID. However, I still have a COVID cough. So if I cough in this, don't think I'm sick. I'm not sick, but it's a remnant and I'm sure it will go away soon. Um, On the other hand, Omicron was kind of a blessing in disguise because I think that so many people got COVID that we really did hit that herd immunity. So for right now, unless things change, we're planning on running a full-scale LEAP program this summer. Uh, The dates will be July 17th to the 23rd at UCLA. If you want to sign up, please do so so you have a space. Uh, You can go to our website at leapfoundation.com or you can call us on uh, 877-855-5327. We will have an amazing program this year. I know for sure we'll have Paula Abdul. I know for sure we'll have Richard Branson. I know for sure we'll have Usher. Everything else is a surprise. But even if we just got those three and our normal lineup, that's a home run. So please, please, please go to our website, check out Leap. If you have questions, call us. Um, We answer all phone calls. And um, we continue to have an amazing lineup of mentors. Uh, just for your information, past mentors who have come to leave include Paula Abdul, Mark Wahlberg, Michael Strahan, Hannah Brown from The Bachelor, Kathy Bates, Anthony Hopkins, Apollo Ono, the most decorated winter Olympian in history, our mayor, Eric Garcetti, and many, many, many more. Um, so today we are adding a new mentor to our, our roster um, in 2002, Laura Wilson immigrated to the U.S. from her native country, Romania. I just shared with her that I'm a quarter Romanian from my mother's father. She only had $100 in her pocket. From these humble beginnings, she created a viable Pilates empire in the fitness capital of the world, Los Angeles. In 2005, Laura opened her flagship studio, Natural Pilates, in Beverly Hills, right across from the iconic hotel, Peninsula Hotel. She has since opened two other LA locations in Brentwood and West Hollywood, developed her own approach to teaching Pilates, including the Natural Pilates Teacher Training Program, and has launched an online portal of hundreds of hours of Pilates workouts and branded her own line of fitness gear. It sounds like you are a very busy woman, Laura, but congratulations on your success and thank you for joining us and meet the mentor. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Um, As you said, I'm from Romania. I moved here when I was 21. So just uh, off to college. I didn't really quite finish college in Romania because I came in with like a student program for inter-exchange. So the whole experience was to come into the States and work a couple of months and then go back to Romania, finish college and so forth. And uh, when I arrived here, I came in New Jersey. I had a job in 
um, hospitality. I used to clean hotels uh, for the summertime in New Jersey. So, uh, you know, I, I had a little bit of taste of what American life is like. And I was really surprised to see all these young kids driving nice cars because we didn't have a car in Romania. So for me, that was like, wow, look at all these kids having really nice cars. I think I could get used to this lifestyle. <laughs> what actually inspired you to move to the US? You know, what a lot of American kids don't realize is people growing up in Europe, even in Romania, know so much more about American culture than we know about your culture. There are no TV shows on TV that I'm aware of that are filmed in Romania where I can see like Romanian life. Whereas you know, you guys are exposed to American movies and American TV shows from the time you're born. So what was it about life in America that really captivated you and made you want to make that big leap? Well, America for us in Romania is like everybody wants to come to America. That's like the dream. That's like the capital of the world in our vision, because even growing up, I watched Beverly Hills 90210 and I watched... Uh, Ali McBeal and I watched Merlo's Place. Those are like the top shows that were on TV and all the movies are mostly in America. So watching that in, on TV, it's like really makes you like, I want that lifestyle because we didn't have that lifestyle in Romania. So if your personality wants more, then you're going to look for opportunities to gain what you want. So for me, I had this opportunity to come to America with international students programs and I took it right away it was not even a thought in my mind and I didn't really know I'm going to stay my original thought was to make money for the summer go back in Romania and open a spa because in Romania I used to uh, I just finished the esthetician school so I wanted to buy myself an apartment and just transform it within a spa so but when I arrived here I said oh I don't have to go to Romania to do that I can just do it here but I mean, you gave up a lot. I mean, is any of your family here? They're probably still all back in Romania, right? Well, so I only have my mom and my brother and then a lot of cousins. In Romania at that time, because we couldn't afford a lot, my mom uh, actually went to Italy to work so she can send us money to go to, to college. So my mom wasn't home. And then we were there with my grandma and I didn't really have like an attachment to the places. My, like my brother is a lot more patriotic. I'm like an explorer. I want to see, I want to visit, I want to learn. So for me, it was really fun to just go. When you're 21, it's easy to move and relocate. So, you know, it was no, no question that I wanted to be here. And when I came here, I was like, oh my gosh, I want to stay. <laughs> okay, so you come here, you, you have an esthetician license, you're living in New Jersey. You know, how does that become a career in Pilates? I used to be a professional archer, like bow and arrows. So that's what, that was my sport growing up. So when I moved to America, I was thinking after, you know, after I finished my contract with cleaning, I was like, what can I do in that field or something similar? So in order to go to college here was just too expensive. So I reached out to Santa Monica College, which I couldn't afford it because for people that don't have their green card, they charge a lot more money than the, for the residents. So then I thought, okay, I'm just gonna do massage therapy because that's the closest to uh, you know, healing, to facials, using my hands and also in sports, you know, sports massage. 
So with that, I went to school only for three months and was only like $1,600 at that time. So I could afford to go to school. And uh, I started being a massage therapist in a physical therapy office where I was actually introduced to Pilates. So that's how I started my Pilates because I never heard of Pilates before. I was always on sports. So when I saw Pilates, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is what I need to do because that's kind of like what I always did. So I got certified in Pilates and uh, eventually I quit massage because it was just too hard on my body a little bit. So I started right away in 2005 when I got certified. I found myself a spot in Beverly Hills, actually, across the street from the peninsula. It was just like a small office. So at that point, it was not the big studio we have today. Uh, it's an office building that had approximately like seven or eight rooms. And I took one of the rooms. And the rent of that place was a little bit more expensive than the rent of my house. So my, the rent of my house was 500 and the rent of my new location was 1300 I think, at that point. So it was definitely a risk-taking. But I guess at that point, I had not much to lose. So, <laughs> so what, what year was that? That was 2005. So I moved to America in 2002. In 2003, I moved here in Los Angeles so I can keep my visa legal. So I, I applied for a computer school. It was like a private school downtown that helped me get my student visa. And then, meantime, I went to the massage school. And after that, I went to Pilates school. So just keep reinvesting in my abilities to see what I want to do for living, really. Okay, so once you go to Pilates school and you say, okay, this is it, Pilates, you get a little office. And then tell us about the growth of that business, how you actually made it a business where that was viable and producing an income and all that. So I started with a small room with two machines first, and I had a loan, a small loan of like $25,000 to start. So uh, I was just by myself. I was answering the phone. I was making appointments. I was teaching the clients. I was cleaning. So I was basically one person business. And then when I got a little bit busier, uh, I hired my first person and she started working with me sharing space. And then slowly, slowly with the time and the years, I mean, I'm there for 16 years now, uh, we took off one office and then we took off the other office and the other office. And slowly I started remodeling the place because in 16 years, you know, we, over, we went over like three to four remodels in that place. And, you know, just in about 2017, I acquired the whole upstairs floor and the downstairs now. So now from the beginning, I had 700 square feet. Today, we have 3,500 square feet. Okay, so, but here's the $24,000 question. You decide you want to make a career in Pilates. In order yeah. to do that, you need customers. You know, you need people coming in, paying for your service. Did that just happened because of your location? I mean, you're in a prime location in Beverly Hills. Was it, you know, the, the, the sign on the building that brought people in? Did you go out and network with people? Did you have an arrangement with the hotel? Like, how did you start getting clients into your business? So at that point in 2005, we were making appointments by hand. We did not have a software for scheduling or anything like that. And when I first moved in that building, I had some massage clients. So I called the business Natural Pilates and Body Works. So what I did is I brought all my massage clients there. And then 
all the neighboring businesses there, they helped me build up the business. So I went to every single person. I introduced myself and I said, come in for a free session. I gave a lot of free Pilates before I started making money, you know, but because I had some massage clients, it kind of like complemented the, uh, the massage business with the new Pilates clients. So now I had clients that I used to do Pilates and then massage right after. So it was almost like a spa day, but you know, it took time. We, I didn't have a sign on a building. I did not have money for marketing. So it really was word by mouth and meeting people and people seeing what I can do and how serious I am about the business. So then, uh, you know, they referred their clients, they referred their friends, and that's how I built it the first couple of years. Yeah. So, I mean, that grassroots approach is something very, very familiar to me. I did the same thing. When I opened up my dental office, I'm in Century City, and I realized there's 20,000 people working in Century City. We know that everybody needs to go to the dentist, right? But 50% of the people in the general population don't have a regular dentist. So there were 25,000 people in a five block radius of my office who needed a dentist. So I hired a bunch of high school kids from Beverly Hills High School to go in with flyers and give them like an incredible one-time offer for a cleaning and checkup to get them in. And so that external advertising, kind of like what you did where you went out and you met these people, start bringing in a lot of patients. And as soon as they came in, we would send them back to their office with the same offers and say, hey, if you had a great experience here, refer your friends and family. And our practice exploded like right away. Yeah, I mean, I get today I get a lot of like 50% of my business comes from referrals still. And 50% of my business probably comes from Google advertisements. So people find me on Google, on Yelp. And that's because over these years, I always ask people like, hey, would you mind to give me a review on Google or on Yelp? So we have between, if you check us out, between all the Pilates studios, we have like 136, 100, uh, 136 reviews on Google, which like nobody, not other Pilates studios have so many. So for me, it's very important for people to share their experience on all these platforms because today everybody's on a computer. All right. You're so smart. I try to encourage businesses to do that over and over again. I'm in a mastermind group of dentists and we ran a little contest between ourselves. We each pitched in a thousand dollars. There were 10 guys. We said, whoever can grow their Google reviews the most in a three month period will get $10,000. So wow, that's great. Really, I came in second, but you know, we grew ours from about 50 or 60 to now I have, I think, close to 1800. Oh my and God, that's amazing. What people don't realize is that anytime anybody looks for a cosmetic dentist, like this side of the Mississippi, I pop up because I have so many reviews. But I think so, that's like the most powerful tool that you can have. Totally. You're a thousand percent right. So you then had this successful business, and then you did what I love, scale. Okay, so now we have one location. Let's build another one in West Hollywood. You know, and now you have three locations. How many employees do you have? 
I have like maybe 25 at this point, and then I have several contractors. But, you know, the second location we opened was actually Silver Lake. So we had another location, fourth location, that we actually closed with the pandemic. And, um, you know, that was my first trial on scaling, you know, and obviously I failed. <laughs> but that failure really helped me to understand what exactly I need for the next two locations. So, so now I'm it wasn't it wasn't a failure. What it was was a learning experience. Exactly. It was a I wanted to say a failure because I closed it down, but you know, the pandemic had something to do with it. Oh. But also I was ready to move on because I knew what I need to do in the future for the next location. So, so at this point Brentwood and um and where and West Hollywood, correct? Brentwood and West Hollywood, yes. That's awesome. And then in addition to that, you're launching all of these workouts online plus fitness gear. How did all that happen? Well, pandemic had something to do with it. So when the pandemic happened, I was actually informed from Europe. I was talking to all my friends. So I kind of knew it's going to happen, but I just didn't know what scale it's going to be. I had no idea we're going to be two years into this. Uh, so the next day, so we closed, I think, March 15th. On a March 16, I had a full schedule of math classes on Zoom. So I mobilized my whole team. They're like, we don't know how to teach math. I'm like, okay, we'll program today. So the next day we basically had like five to six classes morning to evening that all my staff could teach because at that point, everybody would lose their job, right? So for me, it was really important to give everybody something to work on so they can still make money. So we started with Zoom. And then right away, you know, for all these years, I've been preparing on filming and public speaking because it's not easy to get in front of the camera and speak to the camera, you know, and feel comfortable. So I had a lot of practice done over the years that, again, was not a failure, but was practicing to become better. So when the pandemic actually happened, I had two cameras that I bought. And then I set my cameras in a studio and I had a microphone and everything. And I literally start filming content all by myself. So I started this uh, online uh, uh, subscription called Natural Pilates TV, which basically allows people to do all this math classes and reformer classes from their home. Uh, also, I sold all my equipment in the studios to my clients so they can take this online classes from their home. So it was a point where I had no more machines in the studios, but my classes were full because everybody was zooming in from their own house. So it was definitely, was definitely a fast transition, but you had to be fast at that point if you didn't want to die, you know? <laughs> Let me tell you something. That is one of the most critical things in business is being nimble, being quick, being able to adapt. Look, we did it. In 2020, you know, we had to switch our entire LEAP program to a virtual program because we couldn't meet in person, you know, but we did it. And we had several thousand students attending. So I'm going to ask you the question I love to ask. If I'm a student listening and I love Pilates and I want to build, you know, a career, an empire in Pilates, what are some steps I should take right off the bat? Well, first, you, you know, I would suggest going to school and becoming certified. Uh, that's why I created my uh, teacher training program so I can train my own teachers 
with all the knowledge I gained in the past 15 years. And, you know, there's some good certification programs out there. And I took everything from them and I added extra stuff I learned and I hopefully made it even better. Uh, so I think that's the first step of like really becoming an expert or just starting the road because you're never really an expert. I'm still learning 16 years later. Right. Um, but it's just really getting started learning about the body, learning anatomy, and then just learning the, the, the comprehensive program and the choreography to be able to teach and help other, other uh, people. Cool. And then once you actually learn the craft, how do you start like a real business? So once you learn the craft, I mean, people that uh, has gone through my Pilates certification already, some of them I hire. Some of them, they go and work for other studios. So I think that's the best way to start, to just really go and work for a studio, have a little bit of experience in uh, working with, the, with clients. But honestly, I think today it's a lot harder to start with zero like I started. Because I started with no right. money. Like for a new studio right now to get off the ground, I need about $300,000, right? Well, when I started, I did not have that. So I had to go through the slow route and just build one client at a time and, you know, build up to where I am today. So it's just I think it's keep reinvesting in what you're doing and not be cheap in, you know, being afraid to go to more education or, you know, investing in your skill set. Because if you have a good skill set, you're going to make money. It doesn't. I agree. And, And, you know, one of the things we teach at Leap ad nauseum is copy genius. You know, there are people in the Pilates world that are doing well. Study them, you know, see what they do. You're right. Work for them. I mean, you know, somebody who would work in your studio would learn a lot about the business. When I first started as a dentist, I worked for two of the most famous cosmetic dentists in L.A., and I learned everything from them. And then when I was ready to really open my own practice, I went out and found five more incredibly successful cosmetic dentists and asked them if I could shadow them. And I spent time in their office learning what it was that set their practice apart and made them better. And within two years of opening my own practice, I pretty much had the busiest practice in all of Beverly Hills. That's really amazing. And I think persistence is one of the the things that are, you know, more important in, in the success of a business, you know, because I have a lot of instructors that they were with me for many years and they went off and opened their own studios and you know I think it's important to learn from whoever you can and then you bring your own personal touch to whatever you're doing and that's that's what's going to be successful for you you're going to make it successful not me you know because you learn a lot of good stuff but at the end of the day the business is still you Correct. Correct. So if I have a student on this that would like to get a hold of you, what's the best way to reach you? So we have a website that's called naturalpilates.com. And if somebody's interested in teacher training uh, on the website, we have a headline that says uh, certification. So there the student can send us an email at the teacher training at naturalpilates.com. We are actually thinking of doing two scholarships this year for the teacher training because the teacher training can be very expensive. It gets up to like $8,000 for the whole program. And it takes like about six months. But, you know, 
what we really want to see is like, if somebody would come to me and say, hey, I really want to get certified. And they show me that they are there and they show up and they observe every single day. I would be like, you can do this for free as long as you're going to work for us when you're done, you know? So I have... I'd be really happy to give some scholarships out for people that show uh, that interest and and commitment to work hard. That's awesome. Laura, thank you so much. That was so insightful. And uh, I love Anka, our mutual friend for introducing us. And uh, I wish you continued success. And I will come in and take a course. I've never really done Pilates, but... um, uh, one of my good uh, uh, friends, Tracy, swears by it. So I've been meeting. Well, you definitely come. You know, I'm at the studio in Beverly Hills on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. So just let me know when you're available. I would love to. All right. Hey, that's Dr. Bill. Over and out. To learn more about the Leap Foundation, go to leapfoundation.com or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash leapfoundation or on Instagram at leapfoundation. Listen to the Meet the Mentor podcast with Dr. Bill Dorfman on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.